I'm Rod Serling. You're listening to The Zero Hour. Rest your eyes. Open your mind. Exercise your imagination. This week, Bill S. Ballinger's study of a deadly obsession. Fourth of Forever. Starring John Daner. And Susan Oliver. In Elliot Lewis's production of The Zero Hour. Mutual Broadcasting System presents The Zero Hour. Sponsored in part by Ford Motor Company, Wrigley Gum, and sign off. This is The Zero Hour on Mutual Radio. James Marius and Lou Jackson have a date with destiny. But first, they have some matters to settle. Marius is a wanted man. The police know his general whereabouts. Warren was shot in the back of the head. And the matter of a second gun. This date with destiny was assured before they'd ever met. James Marius and Lou Jackson. Star-crossed from the beginning. Two people slated to make both sides of a single decision. Hinging on a third party. Fourth of Forever concludes right after this word. We weren't able to use the gutter you had there, so that cost you 73 bucks extra. And I got to charge you 870 bucks for the petition your wife wanted, and 490 to tear it down after she changed her mind. Uh, seven additional outlets, 350 bucks. The doorknob you chose was a special order. That cost 47 clams. I had to repaint the rear wall. Your wife didn't like the color. 241 bucks. Uh, bathroom fixtures cost 3,450 instead of the 42 we budgeted. The plumber's bill was $1,675. Don't begin a repair job on your home before you understand all the costs involved. The Department of Housing and Urban Development has a booklet entitled Fixing Up Your Home. Or a free copy, write to HUD, Washington, D.C., 20410. Or call your local FHA-approved lender. ...cash advances to subcontractors, so the total comes to about $83,000. Mr. Smith? Are you all right, Mr. Smith? Lou. Darling. Don't, don't stand out there in the light. Come in. Lou. I, I just can't believe it's you. Is it? You look different. Your, your, your hair. Do, do you like it? Well, sure. I liked how it was. Oh, I had to hide somehow. You, you understand. I guess it is a rather silly disguise. Oh, don't worry. I'll get used to it. Poor baby. Someday I'll change it back for you. The Gazzetti. You didn't sell it? No, it's my most prized possession. Uh, but the, the, the money you sent to Lloyd, the attorney. I, I sent the money, but... I didn't sell the painting. 
Well, but then how did... Oh, long story, darling. I'll explain later. Ah, let's have a drink to celebrate our reunion. Oh, no, 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 I've stopped. Or nearly. Have a brandy, anyway. Come, sit by me. Well, this house, who does it belong to, Lou? Oh, friends of mine. I, I stayed with them, oh, months ago when I ran away from the apartment. I came here, and they're out of town for a short time. Well, why'd you leave your apartment? I, I couldn't find you. I had to after all that happened. But I called you long distance from New York, and you wouldn't, you wouldn't talk. I know. I was a terrible coward, but I was... I panicked. Oh, come on. You knew I wouldn't involve you. I haven't said a word about you. Not to the lawyer or the cops or anyone. You don't understand, darling. I need this drink. Look at me. I was in Warren's hotel room when you killed him. You what? Surprised. Uh, not really. From what the papers said or didn't say, and in jail, uh... Well, tell me what happened. All right, darling. After you left the airport for New York, I felt, well... I felt I'd, I'd talked you into it. You didn't really want to rob Warren. I'd made you take all the risks. I felt it was my place to be with you, so I caught the next flight to New York. But you didn't know where I'd be staying? No, I just thought, well, I'd, I'd find you eventually at the Park Hamilton. I went up to Warren's suite about 11 sometime, a little after, but you were already inside. The side door, the one to the bedroom, was open, so I went in and... That's when I heard shots in the living room. Well, I dropped my gun. Yes, and, uh, uh, you did. But I picked it up and took it away so the police wouldn't find it. Well, they didn't need to. My bloody prints were all over the place. And as long as Warren was dead, I opened his briefcase and took what was in it. $65,000 in cash and about 40000 in negotiable securities. What? We were in up to our necks already, and we needed that money to get away. I used some of it to hire Ethan Lloyd. Oh, well, anyway, you took it. Huh? Yes. Warren was dead. I didn't know you'd been hit, so I went to the airport to wait, but you didn't show up. I caught the next flight home, and in the morning I I read that you'd been wounded. Poor baby. What happened to the gun? Right now, it's somewhere at the bottom of the East River. Is there anyone else here? Not right now. Can I stay here a few days until we can get oh, away? Oh, no, it would be too dangerous. Maid will be here in the morning, and people could drop in unexpectedly. But I did stay the night. At dawn, well before the maid came to work, Lou made breakfast. It was like old times. Nearly, as she smiled at me across the table. But the mood was broken when we began discussing a plan of escape. Once you're in Mexico, it'll be easy to get somewhere else far away. And wherever it is, I'll meet you there. Lou, I can't make it without you. Come with me to Mexico City. Oh, I want to, darling. I want to very badly. But the securities, they're so difficult to exchange abroad. Don't forget, we'll have to live in South America or, or Europe. Marius, 
You have to get away today. Darling, it's the only way. I'll meet you later. More coffee? Yeah, thanks. Uh, I'll need a passport. If I can get a phony one in Mexico, but it'll cost. Mm. How much? When I was flying there, I think the going price was a couple of grand. Oh. You're glad I have the money now. Uh, that's a lot of cash to carry around. Oh, you're right. I'll need a gun. I had one, but left it in the house where I've been hiding out. Too risky going back there now. Uh, what'll I do? Uh, oh, there's one around the house here. They keep it for prowlers. I'll get it for you. Lou came back to the kitchen and took the gun from her purse. She laid it in my hand. But I wasn't watching. I couldn't help but see, when she opened the purse, several neat packets of hundred-dollar bills. The gun fit snugly in my palm. It was a small, snub-nosed thirty-two. Looking for a car that's easy on gas, easy to buy, and yet has the luxury you want in a car? Look what we've done to our Mustang. Look what we've done to that car. Well, we changed the size, we changed the style, and you're gonna like it fine. So look what we've done to that car. Mustang 2. It's the all-new economical car from Ford. The right car at the right time. Built even smaller than the original Mustang. It has an easy on the gas four-cylinder engine, rack and pinion steering, tachometer, four-speed transmission, plus a beautifully appointed interior. All standard. Luxury plus economy. That's Mustang 2. Mustang 2, $28.95, excluding dealer prep, destination charges, title, and taxes. See your local Ford dealer. It was barely light outside as we prepared to leave. I stopped by the back patio to admire the garden. Potted plants hanging and standing. The flower bed alive with daisies and petunias in full bloom. Lou tooted the horn lightly for me. I got in and we drove off. By the time we reached San Diego, the sun was high. Crossing the border, we must have looked like any two American tourists. We drove right through and on into Tijuana. Well, when will I see you again? Thursday. I'll be down. Well, why so long? <laughs> You'll be busy and so will I. Well, that's four days from now. Seems like forever. How much money will you need? How much have you got? Enough. Well, I'll need enough for the passport, the hotel, the travel arrangements. Not to mention payoffs and whatnot. Darling, just tell me, how much do you want? You better give me ten grand, just to be safe. Ah, uh, ten thousand dollars? <laughs> Were you planning on bribing the whole country? That afternoon, I flew into Mexico City and registered at Hotel Del Prado under my new name, Harold J. Hanna. I spent the next day making final arrangements, checking schedules, buying clothes. Everything I needed I could get in the shops contained within the building, so I never left the hotel. Finally, Thursday night arrived. And with it, Lou. Darling. Oh, it's so good to see you. 
Gee, what's in the bag? Two bottles. Uh, one champagne, one brandy. Just like we began. Oh, uh, you're wonderful, Lou. You really are. Did you get the passport? Yeah, no problem. You are now in the arms of Harold J. Hanna. Oh, I like Marius better. Well, maybe we'll change it back when we get to Greece. Greece? It's perfect for us. You won't believe all I've got planned. Come on up to the room, Mrs. Hannah. I'll tell you all about it. There was a while before we talked. We didn't even get the bottle open. I was looking at the moon full in the night sky when she came back into the room wearing the pink nightgown she'd worn all afternoon. Tell me about Greece, Marius. You don't sound thrilled. Lou? Mm, yes, darling, I'm listening. Uh, well, it isn't Greece exactly. It's a tiny island off the coast in the Aegean Sea. Mixos. Mm, sounds lovely. And I'm planning on us buying property there, settling down. I've already put in a bid on our old hotel. We could fix it up darling. and work the tourist trade and have beautiful children. Uh, nice. Now, there's an Air France flight from here to Paris. We connect from Paris to Rome and then on to Athens. I made reservations for two on the plane, leaving tomorrow. One for Mr. Harold J. Hanna and one for Miss Lucille Jackson. But you have your passport. Yes, in my suitcase. Well, where is your suitcase? Oh, we must have left it in the lobby. It's in Los Angeles. I've been trying to tell you, Marius. But why? Darling, you must know. I love you. Well, then come with me tomorrow. I haven't cashed in the securities yet. These things take time. Lou, what are you thinking? I'm sorry, my darling, for the way things worked out. I'm sorry it was you. Will you come? Yes. Yes, I'll come. When? Two months. All right. You'll fly to Athens and sail from Piraeus to Mixos on the Persian Queen. I will... Wait, wait. No, I'm fixing the date. The ship sails on the first and third Monday of every month. So with a two-day layover in Athens and two days on board, you should be in Mixos June 4th. Hmm. That's two months from today. Two months is a long time. Uh, no, my darling. Forever is a long time. I'll be waiting for you. Sinus flares up. Sometimes your whole face aches. When you need occasional help, get Sinoff tablets, the sinus medicine. Sinoff works with a full dose of pure aspirin for sinus headache, plus a sinus drainer for congestion. That's how Sinoff helps sinus pain while you drain. Help sinus pain while you drain. Take Sinoff only as directed. S-I-N-E-O-F-F. The sinus medicine in the bright red box. Carry it with you, bring it to the cup. Bring fresh flavor, bring it to the cup. Carry it with you, bring it to the cup. Bring fresh flavor, bring it to the cup. Carry it, bring fresh flavor, wherever you go, whatever you do. 
The Zero Hour continues after this. Here's a tip from your Better Business Bureau. With more and more people eating poultry these days, it might be a good idea to review some basic facts on how to buy and serve poultry. First of all, remember to look for the grade shield. The highest quality is U.S. Grade A. Grade A birds are fully fleshed, meaty, and attractive in appearance. But when you bring it home, remember that all poultry is perishable. Care and cleanliness should be used in the preparation, cooking, and serving of all poultry products. Keep frozen poultry hard frozen until time to thaw, and cook it promptly after thawing. Use fresh chilled poultry within one to two days. Completely cook poultry at one time. Never partially cook, then store, and finish cooking at a later date. Leftover cooked poultry, broth, stuffing, and gravy should be separated, covered, and refrigerated. Then you'd better use it within one or two days. A consumer tip from your Better Business Bureau. The Persian queen stood offshore in the small port of Nixos. I stood on the deck, leaned over the railing, looking at my new home. I went ashore in a converted lighter. At the foot of the ancient stone pier was a taverna, an open-air establishment featuring a great gnarled olive tree growing right up through the rock. I stood there, holding my suitcases, until... Would you care to join us? Oh, Yes, yes, I would. Thank you. We saw you arrive. You know, there's so little to do here that we all hurry to make friends with a stranger. I am Ivan Lamotte, and this is Father Gilbert. Miss Lamotte, Ivan. Father, I'm Harold J. Hanna, J for James. Are you a tourist, Mr. Hanna? Oh, yes, yes, and entirely at large. Uh, is there a hotel here? Only one. It is not large, not small, not good, not bad. It is also not cheap, but one has no choice. It is called the Acropole. The Acropole was run by Constantine Gregoras, a heavyset, nearsighted man. He assigned me a tiny, stark room, which he claimed was the best in the house. The first few days were torture. I was a man alone in a strange country. The last day and night with Lou burned deep in my memory. I could have easily afforded scotch, but thought it best to let the seven grand I had left cool. Time passed slowly. There was nothing to do on Mixos but sit in the taverna, drink ouzo, and talk. I got to know and like Ivan and the padre, as I called him. Together we made quite a trio. Ivan, a thin, dark girl with a pixie face and boyish cut hair, was a musician. She had studied in Paris, which was her home, as well as in New York. And so now I am in Nixos because it does not take so much money. Well, is there a music school here? No. There is nothing here. But I practice to compose music, which is not bad. Uh, padre, what's a Roman Catholic like you doing on a Greek Orthodox island like this? Huh? Well, I have a calling, Harold. Uh, including Miss Lamat, there are uh, eight members in my parish. Are you British? Yes, my home is... Uh, uh, 
It was England. I I miss it. When are you going home? Oh, soon, perhaps. Uh, but then I may be here forever. Forever is a long time. Uzo. Ah, uh, thanks. Hello, Yvonne. Join me? Yes. How? Newspaper. Why did you get them? The Persian queen brought them yesterday. I had them sent from Athens. From Los Angeles? Yes. It's my home. Well, near it, anyway. You wait all day for the Persian queens just on newspaper? <laughs> I suppose I do. This time, anyway. Next time, I'm hoping they'll be delivered by someone. Oh, you're waiting for somebody. A woman. Is she beautiful? Yes, Yvonne. I am waiting for a beautiful woman. I have been for some time. And will you have Father Gilbert marry you and this woman? Only if you promise to be maid of honor. <laughs> we will see. I cannot promise. The L.A. papers had dropped the Warren story. There was no mention of the search for James Marius either. Though I began to feel safe, those last two weeks of waiting were the longest of my life. Each day an eternity. Waiting, waiting. Until... I was on the pier at dusk when they lowered the lighter over the side of the Persian Queen. I watched it all the way into shore. Watched and waited. I could see the purser, but no one else. Uh, did an American woman get on at Piraeus? No. And no one getting off at Mixos? No one. Here are your papers. I stopped off at the taverna, but didn't stay. One crisp hundred-dollar bill paid for drinks all around. I retreated to the Acropole with my newspapers and a bottle of scotch. In my room, I threw myself on the bed and broke the cords on the papers. And there was the answer. Page one. Society news. Former Mrs. Theodore Warren weds prominent attorney. I stared at a thousand-word picture of Ethan Lloyd and... and the woman I had known as Lucille Jackson. I didn't bother to read the article. I already knew the times and places. I guess I have known all along. I was just dumb enough to fall into it. Mrs. Something or Other Warren Lloyd was a woman of money, position, and separated from her millionaire husband. And she had a plan to hire a private detective, Rothman, to find a man of weak will and strong desire, James Marius. She needed such a man to speed up the proceedings. Divorce takes such a long, long time, especially with a wealthy attorney waiting in the wings. So, make up a Clara, create a temporary Lou Jackson, and it's goodbye, Warren. Hello, ten million bucks. Phase out James Marius. That's about it. <laughs> 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 
the way things are. And she's sorry. Well, it could be worse. I could be in prison. I could be dead. I could be a murderer. But I'm not. That flash in the mirror back in Warren's hotel room tells me so. I could be broke, but I'm not. I have lots of money. Not ten million, but enough for James Marius. Marius. She likes that name better than Hannah. Well, so do I. I think I'll change it back. I like the way it looks on a passport. I'm getting bored here in Mixos anyway, with all this money and nothing to do. Well, I gave her a chance. Too bad she missed the boat. Too bad about the letter I have to send now to the Los Angeles police, suggesting they go to 1355 Palomar Drive and test fire the 32 caliber revolver they'll find under the Meyer lemon tree in a wooden planter. I think they'll find it's the missing weapon in the unsolved murder of Theodore Warren. Too bad it's registered to Mrs. Theodore Warren Lloyd. Like the lady says, Marius, you can't lose. The funny thing about murder, you just can't get away with it. You are listening to Mutual's presentation of The Zero Hour. And concludes this week's production of The Zero Hour. Bill S. Ballinger's Fourth of Forever. Next week, we'll begin another exciting dramatization of a tale of mystery and suspense. We'll tell our story in five days, at the same time, Monday through Friday. So, on Monday, rest your eyes and listen here to the Zero Hour. Today's episode brought to you in part by Ford Motor Company, Wrigley Gum, and sign-off. This is the Zero Hour on Mutual Radio. been listening to The Zero Hour, a presentation of the Mutual Broadcasting System in association with Hollywood Radio Theater, heard every weekday at this time. Rod Serling is your host. Zero Hour is produced and directed by Elliot Lewis. The Hollywood Radio Theater theme was played by Ferranti and Teicher and is now available on United Artists Records and Tapes. Hugh Douglas speaking. Tune in Monday... And once again, rest your eyes and listen here to The Zero Hour. This is the Mutual Radio Network.